Amen. Good morning. It is December. Christmas is upon us. Let's stand together. Have you come to bless the Lord today? Lord, we lift you in this place. Lord, we welcome you to have your way. Lord, we magnify you. We glorify you. Amen. Put our hands together. Lord, we worship you. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things.
Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? All the world can come to him and have their sins removed. Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful?
Can somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise in this house today? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for what you're able to do today. Fill this house. Fill this place. Let your holy presence be alive and well. Let us know that you are God. And beside you, there is no other. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Now, for many of you, you may say, no, nah, I'm not glad to be here today. Well, I want to tell you this way. I pray that God would do with you what he did with King David when he went to the house of the Lord and he said, by the time he left, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. So today, if you aren't excited about being here, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just do something in your heart that would make you excited to be here. I want to go to the book of Joel this morning, and I'm going to do a few announcements because I get carried away sometime and I never get back to them. So I'm going to go ahead and hit them now. 
A reminder for Adopted Christmas, we want to thank you for all of your giving. Um, you, you marked it Adopted Christmas. If you put it in the offering box in the back in that way or you put it online through our um, app or through PushPay, then it's been used for that purpose. If we have any extra, all we do is roll it over into next year unless there is a need that arises that a family or especially children in a bad situation need our help throughout the year. We take some time from that and help with local missions. I promise you it will be used towards um, those type things. Also, more babies are being born. Can somebody shout hallelujah? We've got Hannah and J.D. Roper expecting their little boy. We've got another little boy on the way. We had a little baby girl boom, and now the boys are coming along. The goals of pastors is to marry those, and, you know, that's the way you keep churches going, folks. All right? So we're excited about that. There'll be a diaper shower box available in the infant nursery. You go out this door, turn right. It's right there on the right before you go into the offices. You can't miss it. Just like we did Brandon and Jen's, we're going to do that. It will begin next, uh, next today, and we'll go through Christmas Eve, December the 24th. The Gap City Kids had a Christmas party scheduled for next Friday. There's been some conflict in scheduling between the rain and then Pickens Christmas Parade. So just look for Ann Barnhart. She'll be in touch with the families involved uh, that are a part of the children's ministry with a new date this week. So we're going to leave it at that and let her take care of it from here. If you have your Bibles in the book of Joel, chapter 3. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. You wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares in the swords, your pruning hooks in the spears, and let the weak say, I am strong. Can somebody say amen? Assemble and come all you nations and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there. Oh, Lord. I just want to grab my title today from verse 10. This is what was in my spirit Friday morning when I woke up and started studying and for, for the sermon. This is what the Lord said to me. And I feel like the devil's trying to kill my microphone right now. There we go. Let the weak say, I am strong. I don't really want to dive into the context of the history of the verse that I'm giving you today, but it is very obvious that they are at war in the text that we're dealing with. He uses the terminology mighty men. He calls them warriors, and he says, I am calling you all to battle. And again, I'm not going into the context of the history of Joel chapter 3, but I do want to tell you, how many of you know today that we're at war? Does anybody know that today? Has anybody in their families or in their schools or in their jobs, has anybody been fighting the devil lately? Has anybody felt the adversary coming upon you and trying to hinder whatever you're doing? You try to do right, you try to serve the Lord, but the devil always, some of you work jobs and you know it, the devil always sends that person right along to discourage you, doesn't he? That person comes by every day, and when you see them automatically, oh, man, your spirit just starts getting in cramps, so to speak. I'm telling you, we are at war, and I want you to understand there's something about this war that we have to know. We have to know that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against principalities 
and powers. We are fighting against spiritual darkness. This is a battle that your swords aren't going to do you no good, all right? Your knives aren't going to do you no good. Your, your ammunition, all of it in the world, the, all the guns that you can find, they aren't going to do you any good. That's only for fleshly warfare. But God said there's a spiritual warfare that is going on. And the only thing that is going to make us overcome it is the power of Jesus Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you believe that God still has the authority and power over the devil. I'd love for you to say amen right there. So as we look at our scripture, the message of God to a nation that is at war is the same message that God has given to us today. And he says to these young men and to these older men and all these warriors that are preparing for a battle, he says to them, I want you let the weak say, I am strong. If you feel like you cannot win the battle because you're weak, he says, I want you to make a declaration right here and right now. And even though you feel weak, I want you to say the words, I am strong. Now, now before I dive too deep into the message today, we need to have an understanding of the person that God is addressing. He is speaking to the weak. Now, now y'all all know, y'all been a part of it. How many of you have ever, oh, well, I better not go there. All right, anyhow, let's move on from that. The fact of the matter is that when we use the terminology weak, a lot of times it has a, it's a derogatory statement. It's not anything positive. Most of the time it comes with negative effect. We look at effem effeminate men and we call them a bunch of what? There were some weaklings right there. We've said it. We've determined a man by his strength as to whether or not he can pick up a certain weight, right? But whether he can pick up a box or it don't even have to be weights because we don't believe in working out. Can I get an amen from a good brother out there? Y'all need to work out more. I'm just kidding. You know. It's whether or not you pick up that package and, 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 and you're saying, honey, honey, come help me move this thing. This thing's too heavy to move. We call people like that sometimes, we use the terminology that they are weak. And in that sense, the word weak is really typically used in that derogatory form. But today we are not dealing with fleshly muscle. Today we are in a spiritual battle. Are you with me? We are in a spiritual context today. And we have all, and that's right, A-double-L, we have all been the epitome of weak at some point or another. Now, what does the word weak mean? I looked it up. The word weak means this. It means the embodiment of something. In other words, if you want to see what weak looks like, just look at me. Another definition was the summary of something. Another definition was the definition. In other words, you are the definition of weak. Meaning you are the epitome of weak at some point in your life. Whether you've been saved a day or whether you've been saved for 50 years in your life. And you're the, the, the strongest Christian in the house today. We have found ourselves at this place. And if we were truthful today, we would say we've probably been there multiple times. I know I have. Where I simply felt weak. I felt inadequate. I felt un
unable. I did not feel strong enough. I did not feel that I had the knowledge to handle a situation. We have all been there. We know what it is when we say that we feel weak. So let's get that out of the way today. If you are spirit, feeling spiritually weak today, I want you to know that it's okay. Because from time to time, we all feel that way. If we were super spiritual Christians all the time, don't, don't you hate people that try to act like they're more spiritual than everybody else? I mean, you know, I pick at preachers sometimes. You talk to a preacher and they get a preacher voice really quick like, you know? They're like, praise the Lord, I caught a bass last week. That thing was about. Calm down, man. You ain't in the pulpit. You ain't preaching. Just talk to me like a regular man here. Come on, let's wake me buds. You don't have to talk to me in your preacher voice. Oh, God help Jimmy today. It happens to us all. The definition of weak means frail. It can mean fragile. Have you ever got a box that came to your house and on it it said contents were fragile? Do you know what that meant? That means if you drop this box, what's going to happen? There's a chance that it's going to break. There are times in our spiritual journey that if we could have a, wear a spiritual mark, box and we walked in the church with our little spiritual box on, do you know that it would say fragile? If one more person says one more, says one more negative thing to me, I'm going to break. If one more person expects one more thing out of me, I'm going to break. You've been there. Y'all looking at me like, oh, I ain't never experienced this before. Come on, I know y'all good Christians, but y'all ain't that good of Christians. <laughs> fragile. We've all been fragile. Another word is delicate. You know what delicate means? Sometimes you've got to handle with kid gloves. We want everybody to be strong, and we're going to be like, all right, if somebody says something to you, you just got to get over it. Just ignore it if somebody says something negative to you. And most of the time, that's what I try to do. But sometimes, I can't. Sometimes, I can't let it go. And sometimes, it does aggravate me. And sometimes, it does bother me. Because when you are weak, sometimes you are delicate. Another word means you're tired. Another word means that you are fatigued. Another word means that you are worn out. Another definition means that you are absolutely exhausted. Does anybody know what I'm preaching about today? It's just a few words to describe the word weak in the context of a sermon I'll be preaching today. And I want you to understand three simple truths, and I'm going to let you go. I don't have a long sermon today. I say that and preach for an hour and a half. Number one, there is power in confession. If you go to an alcohol anonymous, we talked about this Wednesday night in our study. The first step that you have to do is to admit that you have a problem. It is confession with the mouth. My name is Jimmy and I am an alcoholic. All right? I am confessing to a group of people. Sometimes it might be five or six. It might be ten in the room. But it's a small group. And in this little room of, of confidants, and we've got to believe in them, conf confidants. We believe in them to keep everything confidential. And we say, I am a drug user. I am this or I am that. This is my addiction. This is who I am. 
It is confession that is the first step. And there is power in confession. Have you ever talked to someone and you had been holding something in for so long that you finally let it out? Now, if you're like me, when that happens, I feel so much better. When I just tell people, and sometimes I'm vulnerable, and sometimes it's in a place that I don't feel like a spiritual giant, and they just say it. Do you know what? I'm ticked off about something. Just tell them the way it is. And when I get it out of me, that's why I got people in my life that I call sometimes. I know Vernon Laboon probably used to hate me when I first started pastoring in the church of God. I'd call that man and just empty on him. I got to thinking one day, I said, ma'am, you need to call that guy one day when you want to encourage him about something. You call and throw all your burdens on. You got you to start encouraging him. Sometimes it feels better when we just simply let it out. This is what the AA handbook says itself. We know that little good can come to any alcoholic who joins AA unless he has first accepted his devastating weakness and all its consequences. Before God can make you strong, you must be willing to confess that you are weak. Oh, you're going to grab this today. Again, there is no shame in weakness. Again, we try to act like super spiritual Christians that are always on the mountaintop, right? We're always speaking in tongues, praise God. I speak in tongues more than you all. I can shout more than you all. We can act this way if we want. But it is not realistic. Even Jesus in his own flesh grew so weary in the wilderness of temptation that the Bible said angels had to come and minister to him. The Son of Almighty God got so weak that literally angels came. The Bible said, then the devil went away and angels came and they took care of Jesus. In other words, you have to know that alone you are not capable of doing this. You understand that God is going to have to come along beside you. Perhaps even angels in the spirit are going to have to come and minister to you in your weakness every now and then. Let, let me show you something. 2 Corinthians 11. You talk about a guy that we think is a super spiritual Christian. I don't think he's a super spiritual Christian. This guy is a spiritual giant. He has wrote over half of the New Testament. His name is the Apostle Paul. Listen to his confession. He said, are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind for talking like this. I am more. I have worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again, five times. I received from the Jew 40 lashes minus one. That's all they could give him. It's 195 total lashes that he received for Christ. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I'm shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country. Are you hearing what I'm reading to you? In danger at the sea, 
in danger from false believers. I have labored, I have told, and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, and I have often gone without food. I have been cold, I have been naked. Besides everything else, I face the daily pressures of my concern for all the churches. Are you ready for it? Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. I, I, I like that. Paul's, it almost, he almost sounds a little sarcastic. That's why I like Paul. He didn't put up with no junk, all right? This guy just shot straight. He's a raw guy. He doesn't try to make it sound pretty. He can. He's, he's intelligent. He's trained. But he says, and you asking me who's weak? And you don't think after all that I've been through, shipwrecked multiple times, beaten with stones, beaten with rods. I've been snake bitten. I've been shipwrecked. I, and you think you're weak? Do you hear the confession that the Apostle Paul is making? He is making a confession that he, look at my resume, look at what I've been through. Look at verse 30. If I must boast, what will I do? I will boast of the things that show my weakness. In other words, I am going to become vulnerable. I want the churches to know. He's the leader of the church. He's over many churches. But he said, I want the churches to know that I struggle with weakness too. And I want the churches to know that I go through things too. And though I speak in tongues, I'm going to say it, more than you all I still get tired. I still get fatigued. And I get downright spiritually exhausted at times. But there is power in his confession. Chapter 12. Follow me here. Three times, it's the thorn in the flesh. I don't have time to preach it. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Watch this. He says, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses. In my insults and hardships, persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, are y'all watching what I'm watching? Then I am strong. There is power in confession when you realize that my weakness is, guess what it's going to do, ladies and gentlemen. There's times you may go through things you don't understand. And the preacher may tell you and your teachers may tell you, well, one day you're going to understand it better by and by. But I want you to understand this. The reason that you are going through these things and the reason you're suffering through weakness is because in your life the power of God is going to be seen. God is going in your weakness. You are going to experience the strength of God. For when I am weak, the apostle Paul says, then by the power of Christ, I am strong. Amen. Amen. Now, there is a subtle difference between confession and declaration. I confess today that I am weak. But I am not declaring today that I am weak. There is a difference. 
And I want you to see this. Confession is linked to humility. Humbling yourself. Confession is a recognition that guess what? Humans are fallible. That's right. That person you put the most confidence in is going to fail you. The person that you think is the strongest in your life is going to let you down. Yeah, even good old praying grandma and grandpa at some point or another are going to say something mean and you're not going to like it. We just get over it and we move on because we understand that humans are fallible. We make mistakes. We do stupid things. That's why the world's in the chaos that it's in. It's our fault, folks. Humans. Human God had a perfect world. Do you know what messed it up? Us. We messed it up. We blame it on Adam, but my goodness, look how far we've fallen since then. It was just a bite of fruit, right? Look at what we do now. That makes a bite of fruit look great, doesn't it? What I'm telling you is there is a difference. Because I am flesh, I confess to you today, I am weak. I confess to you today that because I am flesh, I struggle. I struggle with sin. I struggle with temptation. I struggle with saying things I should not say. I struggle with treating people wrong sometimes because I'm in a bad mood. Because I am flesh, I confess to you today that I am weak. And this is powerful because through my confession, I have given God the opportunity to work a miracle in my life. I have literally humbled myself under the mighty hand of God and I have recognized I am incapable of handling this thing by myself. I need a higher power to intervene in my life. Amen. Confession is powerful. It's when you always try to act like you're the most spiritual person in the room that it gets really dangerous for you. Because you don't have humility and you can't confess that you're weak. But declaration, oh my goodness. Declaration is the power of our tongue to speak out loud the truth of who God is. You are Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords, the creator of all things. His promises towards us there are over 8,000 of them in this book we call the Bible. And the power of heaven will be made manifest on earth. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Both are powerful. And both are needed. We need confession and we also need declaration. But you have to change your mindset. In other words, we change the way we think. We go from victimhood to empowerment. What, what, what is victimhood? Spiritual victimhood is often when we blame God and we don't see God as our helper. We don't see, we see God really rather as unable to help us in our situation. 
When we allow the devil to, to talk us into this, we literally negate the power of God. And we begin to believe the lies that Satan has told us about him. It is also believing what other people say against you. It is about what other... Everybody's out to get me. That's a victim mentality. When you get up in the morning and you think the whole world is against you, that's victim mentality. And as a result, victim mentality causes us to naturally develop a negative outlook on life. When, see, see I'm going to tell you all something. There's some bad people in the world. Can I get an amen? They some bad people. I watch the news sometime, and it is absolutely ridiculous. I, you couldn't pay me to live downtown Chicago. I don't care what salary you offer me. I love Six Mile. I ain't studying Chicago, Illinois. I ain't studying New York City. There was a day I thought I wanted to go there until they started robbing poor old widow ladies on the side of the street to get a $5 bill. I ain't interested in that. But can I tell you something? There's some good people in this world too. Jeff and I went to the mall yesterday and we were trying to do Christmas shopping. I don't even know if we got anything done, but we went. And as we were out there, I met some people. And I thought, man, they some strange people in the world. They look weird. They act weird. And God reminded me, you are weird. <laughs> and I walk up to these people and I begin to talk to them. I got one young lady. Look, just, you know, what in the world is this? One of the sweetest people I've ever met. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I could be BF, BFFs with this person right here. Now, this... Just sweet as they can be. And I think to myself, God, sometimes we get a negative outlook in such a way that we forget that there's still good in the world. And we forget that there are still some good people in this world. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of them. We can get this negative outlook. This is what victimhood does for us. I'm the victim. We get negative outlook on life where we feel that we don't have any control over what happens in our life. But on the other hand, spiritual empowerment is about the ability to achieve things that is seemingly impossible by the grace of God. You remember Paul, I just read it to you. My grace is sufficient for you in your weakness, Paul. We need empowerment from God to achieve greatness in the source of our empowerment a.k.a. the authority or the power given to someone to do something, our empowerment comes from the Holy Spirit of God. Our prayer every single day should be, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit more today than I was yesterday. Let me walk in favor. Let me walk in the anointing. Let me walk in the empowerment you've called me to walk in. And I'll leave you with this, and I'm going to close. There's power in confession. Lastly, there is power in declarations. Now, when I say declarations, I am not talking about something that I read out of a book and thought it sounded cute. That some secular, godless person wrote. When I talk about declarations today, 
I'm talking about what God has already spoken over my life. And I'm just going to declare it again. In other words, a declaration comes out of this great book we call the Bible. That's a declaration. I'm accepted in Christ. I am a child of God. And all of these, I could give you scripture for everyone. But if I read scripture today, I would preach literally for a couple hours to you today, maybe longer. So I'm just going to not even reference the verse. I'm just telling you, these are declarations from your Bible. I am a child of God. I am Jesus' friend. I am no longer a slave. I am a son or a daughter of God. I am an heir of God, a joint heir with Christ. What's his is mine. Hallelujah. I am saved by grace through faith and not of works. I have nothing to boast about before God. I have peace with God. I've been reconciled to him. I am loved by Jesus and I am freed from my sins by his blood. I have been forgiven of all my sin. I have been washed. I have been sanctified. I have been justified in the name of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. I am a fellow citizen of a kingdom with the rest of God's family. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. I am dead to sin. I am alive to God. I am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I am a saint. I am righteous. I am holy. I have been justified. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. I've been redeemed and forgiven by God for all of my sins. I am complete in Christ and I have everything that I need. I am secure in Christ. I am free forever from condemnation. I am never alone. I'm never left alone. I am never forsaken. I've been hidden with Christ. I've been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I've been delivered from the domain of darkness. And I've been transferred into this glorious kingdom of light. I can resist the devil and he will flee from me. God has given me spiritual weapons and spiritual army that are mighty through God and I can pull down the strongholds of the enemy in my life. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can stand firm against every scheme and every plan of the devil. I have victory through Jesus. I am more conquer. Overwhelming victory has been declared over my life. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in all of the world. I have not been given the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I am born of God. The evil one cannot touch me. My name has been written in heaven. I have authority to trample over every enemy. Hallelujah. So that nothing shall harm me. I can find grace. I can find mercy in my time of need. I can come before the throne of God. Hebrews 4, 16. I can come before the throne of God with confidence. I am assured today that all things are working together for my good. I cannot be separated from him for nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am confident that the good work that God started in my life way before I was born is going to see it through to completion before he comes back. I am significant in Christ. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I'm chosen by God. I'm holy. I am dearly loved. 
I'm a member of Christ's body and have a unique role to play in God's church. I am seated in the heavenly places with Jesus. I am a temple, a dwelling place of God. His spirit, his spirit and his life lives inside of me. I am God's co-worker. I have been purchased with the imperishable and precious blood of Jesus. I can approach God with freedom, confidence and boldness through Jesus. I am a child of light. Oh, I am no longer a child of the darkness. I'm a member of a chosen race. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I am God's special possession. I've been chosen. I've been appointed to bear fruit. Fruit that will last for eternity. I've received all of God's promises in Christ. I'm a holy partaker in a holy heavenly calling. I'm a branch of the true vine and a channel of God's love to other people. I'm God's masterpiece. I have been created to do great things. I was chosen by God before this world even began. My goodness, I am going to fulfill the plans God has for me. They are plans to prosper me, not plans to harm me. They are plans to give me a hope and to give me a future. Can somebody give God praise today? Let the weak say... I am strong. What? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are my child. I have called you by name. I know where you are. I know who you are. I knew you even before you were born. Before you were born, even in your mother's womb, I knew who you were. I had plans for you long ago. Before you even knew who I was, I knew who you were. I say unto you this very day, my life, my hand is on your life. I am here to use you. I am here to bless you. Make a declaration today of who you are in me. It will make the enemy tremble. He's afraid of what you are going to do. He's afraid of what you are going to be. My hand is all over you. Now go forth and do the work to which I have called you to do. Hallelujah. Would somebody lift their hands and give God glory in this place today. Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I want to leave you with this and I'm going to close today. In closing, I would like to say that we as a church, we must create a safe environment for the weak. We must not be judgmental of those that are struggling. We must not look down on those that are fragile among us. We must not treat them as less than Christians because they're delicate right now. Because God has his hand all over their life. What God has called us to do is to go to their weak hands and their feeble knees and to pull them up and say, you know what? I believe together we can make it. Go on to the piano, Sandra. I'm closing today. Oh, this is what God says to church. Come on and help us, Adam, this morning, if you don't mind grabbing that bass for me. I want Beth to sing a song in just a moment. We have to gain a sense of empathy. We have to gain a sense of compassion 
for those that find themselves in a vulnerable and a weak situation. Romans 15, who, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. In other words, this is not an option. This commandment is an obligation. In other words, it is your responsibility as those that are in a strong season to help those that are in a weak season of their life not to please yourself. It's not always about you. For once, make it about them, God says. While they are discouraged, your obligation, my obligation is to build them up and let them know that you are there and most of all, remind them that Jesus is there with them too. I want to leave you. Let's all stand. I'm closing today. I'm done. I really am. I'm done. I've preached till I can't hardly preach no more. I want to leave you with the declaration that God has made over your life today. Isaiah 40. Listen. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired. Ooh, I love this. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get fragile. He doesn't get exhausted or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. That means you, if you're trying to figure God out, you aren't going to do it. If you're trying to figure out what God's up to, you're not going to do it. Verse 30. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men, they're going to stumble and they're going to fall. But those who hope in the Lord, I love this, they shall renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run. They're not going to grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Let the weak say. I didn't hear him, did you? Let the weak say. See, Facebook Live right now, we have what you call mics in the audience. We call them audience mics. I think they've tagged them crowds. And there's three of them in here. And they're going to hear me better than to hear you. But I want all the Facebook world to hear it this time. Let the weak say. I am strong. I may feel weak, Brian, but I declare right now in Jesus' name, I am strong. I heard many years ago, and I'm closing, there was this person that used to say these words. I've heard it. I've had it said to me from my parents, my grandparents, from people in my life. Some of you have heard it too. And they'd look at me and they'd say, you are stronger than you think you are. Meaning that when you think you can't do it, there's something inside of you. Yes, you can. You just have to be willing to declare it. Let's sing it. I want y'all to hear this song. Put it up there.
Put it up there. Share the words of this song. It's that song, Who Am I? Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? Oh, I was lost. I was lost, but he brought me into his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, it's Grace is sufficient. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died, died for me. Who the Son sets free. Oh, it's free and I'm a child of God. Yes, I Place for me. I'm a child. 
today I thank you for who you are Jesus I praise you I honor you I give you glory Father it is my prayer today that your word has went forth it is my prayer today that as people leave this place that they would leave making a declaration over their life my goodness there's so many I, I I quoted a pile of them this morning. But let them find one that they need to fight against this spiritual battle that they find themselves in because that's what it is. It's not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And I'm asking you to let them find that declaration and let them continue to make that declaration over their life every single day, every morning when they get up, every night before they lay down throughout the day if they need to. Let them make a declaration. Let the weak say, I am strong. Through Christ, I can do all things. Don't you love him today? I'm going to let people continue to pray. Keep playing there. Sandra, we love every one of you guys. Appreciate you. Man, how many of you are leaving strong today? Strong. You're strong. You are strong. Don't let the devil tell you any different. He trembles at the thought of when God's warriors get together.